I, I want to give a big yashikar to my friends, to, to Yaakov and to Deborah Stallman. It's really, <clears throat> they came here and relatively new in the community, but it was such a rotsen to open up their home for the Ramshat Gdusha and the Hachnasus Archim and learning and so on. Simcha Nachas and Bracha in every room. One page mem. Page mem. And the Mechabah the Tzaddik is telling us that there's a way to change a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. There's a way to do that. And we, we must try. And we received over the generations from the Ramchal and all of the Tzaddikim that the surest path, the strongest, the clearest the most effective way of, of changing a heart of stone into a heart of flesh is with drops of water. Right? That's what we learned. Rabbi Kiva saw the drops dripping, dripping on the stone, carving a hole. And the drops of water means, of course, water is tire, water is truth, water comes from above. It means when there's something that's pushed, absolutely simple and clear, and relentless, consistent. Consistence and pashtas. Water is very pashtas. And what that means in terms of our Vedas Hashem, and the Tzadik here goes over and over this, what this means in terms of our Vedas Hashem is beginning our work in His Bainanus, putting that hour aside putting that time of the week aside, beginning it without without any without any dreams of sophistication, without any delusions of fancy meditations and tires and all kinds of things that you might have read about and heard about with meditation. It's all some point along the road, as long as it's as long as it's coming from a, a holy kosher source, that's all good. That's all good. But that's not how you begin. And that's not what that's not what is going to carve a hole in the stone, in the heart of stone, and to transform the stony heart into a fleshiger, warm heart that is that is attached to the Creator. The drops means simple, simple pastas, like we saw. This is what we ended with. We were talking about last week. However, Bissel Salanta would take one little sentence from a Gemara, an idea from Chazal that that particular evening it struck him in a strong way, whatever that was. And it struck him as something which was very, very important. And and he and he lived with it the entire night. And he repeated it. Somebody heard him. Repeating it, he was walking back and forth and he was going to that over and the same drop of water. Over and over and over, repeating it. Some of you know that over the years, those that have been that have been learning together over the years, there are times like when we're learning something from one of the tzaddikim, they'll say, oh, this is something we have to live with. And I say that different times. That's just a way of saying that remember this sentence. This is, an, this is all the sentences. We're learning Torah, so, you know, it's an insult to go with a yellow highlighter. <laughs> that you, could do for, you could do that for history. You could do that for, you could do that for a, a, a secular subject. What are you going to do with Torah? You're going to highlight the, There's no such thing as something that's not highlighted. Because everything is Torah Hashem. Still, nevertheless, we have to have, without the yellow, but we have to have highlights that we live with. And they have to be simple and clear. The simplest is, there's a creator of the world, in English, in, 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 in Hebrew, in Yiddish, in whatever language you are. It has to be over and over and over again, which is so not used to. Because you know that if there's, if there's like a, you know, an Isle of Lucy that you saw 30 years ago, you don't have the same cheshik. You're still waiting for the new episode, you know, and you don't have a cheshik for the old. We're, in America, we're very, very hung up on on, some, on new. And and the old, it's an altamaisi, you don't want to chazit over, over and over again. You don't want to chazit over. But our whole Pesach and all the tzaddikim, how they entered into our religious system, Zahashal Hashem, is, is with pastors and, and with and with consistency.
So on page Mem, the second paragraph with the word Im, Im Adam Yivdaik. Im Adam Yivdaik Taiv Taiv Es Libai. We're going to, we're starting today with a very with a, with a, a, a little bit of a shocking sentence, as you'll see, and it's upsetting. We, we, we we're not going to count ourselves in this, but listen to what he says. Im Adam Yivdaik Taiv Taiv Es Libai. If a person would check his heart very, very thoroughly, would check would check his heart very thoroughly, which is something that we, to begin with, is not so simple. But we we're not most people are not in the habit of really, really doing that. But if a person would check his heart very thoroughly, Safik Godul in it's a very upsetting sentence. He says it's a big suffix. It's a very big doubt. If you check into your heart very thoroughly, very deeply, he's talking. He, he's, he's writing the sefer for Orthodox Jews, very Orthodox Jews, probably because those are the kind that those are the kind that he knows. Right? He, he, he was raised in, in that world, and his the people that he's learning with and talking to are are steeped in halacha. And live lives in the four amas of Torah mitzvahs. And he's saying about us, all of us, that if we check deeply into our hearts, there's a suffix, there's a big suffix, a big question, a doubt. If deep, deep in your heart you really believe that there's a creator of the world. This is a frightening thing. And you could be, and you could become very defensive and say, that's ridiculous. Why do you think I'm at the Shiv? I don't believe in God. And why do you think I keep Shabbos? Why do you think I keep kosher? Why do you think I spend most of my money on tuition in Yeshiva? And why do you think that I do all these things? You know, look like, uh, you know, I wave chickens around my head and I, and I run around with branches and so I mean, like, what, what am I doing this? Because I, I, uh, I make a panosa from these things or something? Why, why would I do this strange stuff? Of course, we're, of course, because there's a barrier. I know. There's no creator. It's a frightening thing to say. Each and every one of us is certain that the creator of the world is right inside there. Right inside. But if you really, really, if you're a person that knows the depths of the heart, even if you can't see into your own because of all the stuff, but you're a person that's perceptive and can see into the heart of others. You know that it's a big question. Yeah, there is an institution that's called God. And it's this big ancient thing. And it's scary. And nobody wants to mess up and end up like at a, after 120 in the wrong place. So we try to cover our bases, you know. We try to we try to cover our bases. We're not reckless people. You don't want to go, you know, 90 miles if it's 50 mile speed limit. You don't want to go the wrong way in a one way street. I just did that. You don't want to. You, you, don't, you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that because we're not because we're not reckless people. So it's safe that since we go thousands of years and there's anything with the body and the, you know. So we have this stuff, and I came into the world already with mezuzahs and with uh, milk and flesh and pay something, you know, and uh, and it's a nicer way to live. It's a cleaner way to live. It's a nicer way to live. It's it, it, it's something that we that we we we, not, we don't want to stop. We don't want to stop. But do you live with the Bible Island, the Emes, the Emes? He says, "I suffer God." If you really believe in Him, not. Not in the institution of God, but in the reality of His, of His existence and His presence inside Yekishkes. That's that's He says is a suffer God, it's a suffer God. I told you many times that there's a friend of mine that told me he works with different yeshivas. I mentioned this on many occasions. It's as painful each time as it is for me to say, it. but he works with many yeshivas. All different types of yeshivas, from the most modern to the most Haredi, but the gamut. Chassidish yeshivas, all different types. 
and he says that a, a typical day when he goes to, to when they go the two of them go to run a program in the yeshiva is that all the, the condition is that all the teachers and administrators have to leave the room. Everybody out because the kids can't talk in front of the teachers. And everybody out. Do you believe in God? Do you are you happy that you're Jewish? He says that the overall it's been lopsided like eighty percent to twenty percent. That just would, if they could, they would opt out. If they could, they would leave it. But they can't. They can't. For whatever reason, they feel that they can't. Some of them start to feel that they can. And then we have all kinds of things and programs and stuff. We have to tell them that you really can't. But there's something wrong. There's something wrong. So we don't have that. We're not. None of us here are at risk. And we're all okay. And we have. And we believe in God. He says it's a suffer God. If you understand the heart of a person, the depths of a heart, it's a suffer God. He's not saying, well, you don't believe in God. Yeah, there are times, like, you know, especially Yom Nirayim time, everybody starts to get very busy with God things. And, you know, there are things, like, with God, there's stuff, like, you know, uh, whatever, you know, Bli Ayn Hara, Poo-Poo-Poo's, and different things. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of things like that. But to live, to live with the Bari Ayla Mamish, Shevisa Shamanegdi Samid, to believe, not that He exists, but to believe in Him, Mamish, in Him every second, every second, to believe in Him. And to live with Him every second, Safagadal. Safagadal, if there's a Bariyalam, like, not that kind of Bariyalam. There definitely is some creator, everybody. He, 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 he's saying something, but it's outrageous, even, even the stammer person on the street knows that there's a creator. Who doesn't know there's a creator? Because there's still some people who say there's no God. Eh. Most, people, most people say there's a God. That's not what he's talking about. So we don't believe there's a creator. We'd be crazy. It came like this, Tom. No, there's a creator, but that's not the Rebbein Shalom of the Torah. You know that. The Rebbein Shalom in the science books and uh, in the newspapers and the Rebbein Shalom that, you know, at the Academy Award that the winner says, and most of all, I want to thank God. That's not our Rebbein Shalom. You understand? <laughs> because there's a creator, so he says he wants to thank God. and Okay, you know, something. But that's not, that's not our Rebbein Shalom. That's not our That's not Shivisa Shamayisam. That's not that's not what was given to us in Har Sinai. You know. Thank God this and thank God that and you know that's not what was given to us in Har Sinai, that Muna. So he says a Safagal. Vihi I'm sorry, Vadai, Shabhitsaini is Shabhitsaini is Shabalai Bunim. So there's no question that God exists in us. And the chitzoni is the outer, outer layer of the heart. There's a God. But, what if, but we know that when God tells us to do something that we really don't want to do, then we find out that maybe God doesn't exist all the way inside. If God tells us something that we really don't like, what happens when God tells us something that we really don't like? God tells us something we don't like. You find how you react, how, how, how a person can have a strong reaction when God tells you something you don't like. Because most of the stuff that God tells us, we like. Especially as we grow older, as kids we don't. But as we grow older, we like it because it gives us a framework of life. It gives us stability. It gives us a home. It gives us a nice thing to come home to. It gives us Shabbos. It gives us all that stuff. But like when God tells you something that you don't like, is He speaking to you from inside your heart and you bow your head in humility to the God that exists every second inside? Or do you start to get defensive and say, well, I don't know if really that's what God is saying, and, you know, and I, I don't know what that means, and and uh, you know you don't have to be that religious after all, you know uh, this is uh, 2007, and 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 I can't be that God ever intended that uh, you know that that uh, that God ever intended that boys and girls shouldn't be couldn't be able to be in school together, in a classroom together. Why would God have, you know God never read anything about modern education? You know maybe he once felt that way. But now he feels differently. You find yourself saying strange things that indicate that God is. You have. A, you're not going to say there is no God because you can't not say that. So there's a God, but His existence is very, very delicately placed on the outer coating of your heart. And if there's something that's inside your heart that you want, then God gets pushed to the side. And we do this all the time, consciously or subconsciously. God gets pushed to the side. 
if you were raised, let's say, uh, again, you know, I don't, I don't hold back, and I'm sorry, because I never mean to offend anybody, God forbid, individually, personally, ever. But you know that if you were raised in a way that, let's say, a woman doesn't, married woman doesn't cover her hair, you were raised that way, and everybody you know around you, and everything is, everybody's happy, and they're all going to their shuls with their hair, you know, and they put on their little things, and they walk around like that, and okay, and you were raised that way, and then, and then all of a sudden, like something, like somebody begins to develop this whole thing in front of you about how. You know, there's a lot of evidence in a couple of millions thrown that you have to cover your hair. And there's only like, you know, three or four things written by Amaratsan that say you don't. So look how the the creator gets pushed to the side. Just because he's he exists on the outer layer of the heart. And since in the inner part of the heart you want to wear the hair the way that you're comfortable with, that's the inner part of your heart, to look that way and feel that way, whatever it is. And it's no man could ever judge that. But that's how you feel. Say that. But when, and then when, then when God starts to speak, He's speaking to you. Who then? So there's a God on the outside layer of the heart, and, he, and the outside layer of the heart can never compete with the inside of the heart. Can never compete with the inside of the heart. So it's like you can get any yeshiva bacher and say, look, what are you doing? What are you doing with that girl? You know, what's going on with you? You, you know, you learn Torah during the day, and then you, what are you, what's the matter with you? You live a double life. It's very hard for God to, for the God who lives on the outside of the heart to compete with his girlfriend who's, who's hanging around on the inside of his heart, right? The inside of the heart beats the outside of the heart. I think that's pretty understood. That's how we live. But the inside of the heart is stronger than the outside of the heart. So if the Boire Island of the Creator exists on the outside of your heart, so he'll be successful with, like, having milkers and fleshings. And, you know, you go to the Glakosha restaurants. And, you know, that stuff is okay. You might even put on the right kind of skirt and, you know, you'll do a lot of those things. But when it comes to something where, where, the, where God is competing with the inside of your heart, He's doomed. He's not going to be successful. Because it's not a pneumius of the heart. If the Barashalom is not a living, breathing kibyoch, I mean, chasashalom. But if He's not a living, a living being in your, in your life, the deepest, strongest, most present existence in your life, you could be the most intelligent person in the world and you're going to come up with all kinds of strange things to explain the things that you do that are against what God says you should do. You'll come up with all kinds of interesting things that would never that would never work like in a college course and you'd never pass your final if you wrote stuff like that. But in religion it could work. Why? Because the world doesn't really want God all the way inside. The world is comfortable with God being on the outside, so you can get up at the academy. We want to say thank God, you know. And I want to thank all my twelve wives. <laughs> may, they, may they rest in peace. And, and, and you know, for everything that they, that they that they did for me before they were mysteriously disappeared in the, in the, in, in the river. So, and you could still say God, thank God, thank God. And I want to thank God. And that's okay because that God doesn't. That God doesn't. Interfere with your life. You understand? I mean, this person. So, so when he's saying that it's a suffer God, or whether or not God's inside of your heart, he doesn't. He doesn't mean to say that any of us would say there's no God. That's absurd. It's just where is God, and who is God? So, Rabbi says that in bechitzonius, bechitzonius, shebeleivon them. Aval hashel hagadol lehi, kama hakara pshutazu, sheish barilaylam. The big question in your life, in our life, the big question for each and every one of us, is whether or not this simple truth of God has penetrated, has penetrated to the deepest, deepest parts of the heart. That's the question. That's the that's the question. The, the the way to get into the inner depths of the heart is not with lectures and fancy sophisticated stuff that doesn't get into it because there are all kinds of roadblocks our hearts have unbelievable roadblocks the holiest thing in the world which we spoke about over the years is not I'm not going to go into it now because it should be Indian is the is the brach that we make of tal like now we say marit hatal Tal. Tal is something that you never see. Do. The do of the morning. You don't see it full. It just, it's very, very 
fine. It's very delicate and it's imperceptible. It has a way of sneaking in to the world. You see this? Tal is the holiest thing. It's that presence of God that drips delicately into the heart of a Jew. In Pshitis. Rain is something else. Like the Gemara says, rain is sometimes good, sometimes it's not good. The Gemara Tana says, because sometimes rain can cause a big problem. Floods, man. But the Gemara says, Tal. Tal is always a blessing. And you never see it. It's so pushed. It's so pushed. Like, I, like many times I've mentioned, just to use other Marshall, we should only know from Simchus. But you know, like by Levi, how many times you've heard this, that the simplest things, right? And so somebody gets up and says about that the grandmother, the grandmother would every time, every time they would come over, the grandmother would, would, would bring, uh, would have a cake ready, please. And you're sitting there and you're wondering, that's what you have to say? It's an 85, 90 year old person that she, she was a baker? I mean, that's the, that's the, that's what you remember? But you know, by every Levi of, of every, of every Bobby, that's like the main thing, is that she fed us. Remember what I'm telling you, take, pay attention. I'm not talking about the rabbis get up and they say, you know, I'm not talking about rabbis. I'm talking about the emmets. When the when the when the children or grandchildren get up and they talk, they say about how grandma, how babi, or bobi, whatever they call her, how she she would always buckle up the top button of my coat when I was leaving in the winter, and she would give me a little stroke on the face. That's called tal. It's not geshem. It's called the do. That's it's very very soft and it's very it's very delicate, but it's consistent. It's consistent. That's what the children hear. That's what we hear. That's what the heart receives. Pashtas and consistency. When you're raising children, I don't know all these different sheets about chinuch. I don't know anymore. Like with any, with what's going on? You see people that they follow all the rules of chinuch, and they, then they come up with kids that never have all kinds of confusion. And you have the others that is everything is like woo, just like you know ping pong in the beach. The kids come out to be wearing like you know scrambles and backers. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's very hard to know. I mean, there is something you got to do, something you got to try, but it's very, it's, it's very odd. We're living in a very crazy world. It's crazy times. I don't know anymore, and I don't. And, and, and you haven't heard me over the past years. I don't talk so much. Shitas and chinuch, which I was very stuck in these yonim, you know, growing up over the years. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, as I'm getting older, I, I realize more that it's the. You know that it's the it's the ragalach that, that the grandmother has prepared, and not not the sheet is in chinuch, which is this, this is exactly what my father told me when we had our first child, and I told you many times when he saw that that, that my wife bought this book on, on raising children that my father looked at it with such disgust, and he said, "What are you getting? Some? You'll excuse me, but this out you know from the old country, do you get this? Is what you have for going to come tell you how to raise your child? This is you get some." Some ridiculous book, and to, to just be good to the children and, and love them and be fair with them. So I thought, gee, my father is such—he's so out of it because <laughs> he doesn't know like they're different sheets. Like when you read, when you open up these books and they tell you, like type A, type B, type C, type D, you get the whole olive base, and then you try to figure out, I don't know, me, and then I don't know, this kid looks like a like a W, but this one might be a B, I don't know. And then, and then there's a certain mahalach, like if you got a B kid, then you got to talk this way, you got to do this way, you got to do that. And if you got, if you have, a, if you were stuck with a, like a, you know, a, a Z, so then, then oh, you have a Z kid, because that's, there are certain signs that, that it says, and you look at this and it says about your kid, and the Z chapter, it says about that, and you look at this, yeah, 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 that sounds, yeah, yeah, my, that, my Yankee, my, yeah, yeah, my, my Sarli, yeah. So then he said, well, oh, if you have a Z kid, then you got to do this and do this and do that. And he said, okay, I mean, that must be a big person that got published. So I'm going to have to do that for my kid. It's, it's, it's all, it's all not working like that. It's not working like that. This doesn't go like that. What works? Pashtas. The do. Pashtas. Pashtas. The simple things. That's what the children remember. The simple things are what we remember. Consistent and simple. Consistent and simple. That's what stays with a person. That's what penetrates to the depths of a person's heart. And you could try to make it fancy. You could try to make it with all kinds of interesting things and ideas and games. And the bottom line is pashtas and timidius. Consistency and pashtas. 
And that's what and that's what he's saying. And the kuda apnimishabalay, The inner point of the heart receives and is open to and is affected by the kudas apshitas. The point that is simple. The kudas apshitas. Shivri Kamayim Libeh Noichach Pneasha. So it says in the Megillus Eicha, Shivri Kamayim Libeh, pour your heart out like water. Noichach Pneasha. In the presence of Asha. Pour your heart out like water. So he says, Habechi Noilad Minikudas Apshita Shabanefish. What causes a person to cry? Well, there are many reasons why people cry. Crying comes from a very deep place, and, and that doesn't mean that every person that cries is crying for, the, for a good reason. That, that's, but, but crying is something that comes from a place of Shittis Shebenefesh. Shivchi Kamayim Libeich, pour your heart out like water, which means with tears. That's really Noichach Pnei Hashem. What that means is, you don't you don't cry you don't cry by reading a scholarly essay you don't cry because of sophistication and complication you cry because of pastas in a sad way when, when a certain reality hits you in, in, with absolute clarity and there's nothing you can do with it because it's it's when the emotions are are, are hitting such a deep place and they then they then they well up inside of you they they can't go into words because words can't contain them. then it comes to tears that could be got to do something bad when it's when the absolute reality is staring at you in the face and it push it away when it's very push it when it's very when it, when it's very very starkly clear to you that this is what it is and you can't change it you cry in something that could be got in a bad way in a good way in a good way it's awesome when you, when you, when you look at someone that you love very very deeply then, then, the, then the tears can come to the eyes because it's, it's so pushed because of it's the second that you put a pen to the paper and you start to write your, your sonnets you know you start to write your poems. You're ready. It's ready. It's ready. You read them. But that's the best you can do. You want to. You want to give it over to someone that you love. But the second you start writing it on the paper, it's for fun. It's ready for fun, because the tear, the tear is the is the ultimate pashtas. The ultimate pashtas. That that you know that there's in one of Avutna's letters an amazing thing that, that you've heard. I'm sure, it's in one of the letters in the Igris of the Pachid Yitzchak for Avutna's Eichetzalavah. There was a Talmud, there was a student of his in Chaim Berlin that hadn't been there for many. He left the yeshiva because he, he, he didn't want to be connected for a long time to the yeshiva, and he came back for Simchas Beis Shoeva. Rav used to make Abu Zoycha to be there once. Rav used to make a big Simchas Beis Shoeva. It was Nagunim and Taira, it was beautiful. And Rav wrote to this, so Rav saw this former student who had run away from him for a long time. And he came back, and Rav made him sit next to him. And he sat on the side. And Rav wrote in the letter that I know, like, I know how hard it was for you to come back, and that you came back, and and you, and I and you might have noticed something strange that when we all were singing that nigan of Dvekas, there was some Dvekas nigan that they were singing, that you saw that suddenly I reached out with my hand in your direction, and the reason that I did that was because I saw from the corner of my eye that there was a tear that came out from your eye, and I was trying to catch that tear. That it shouldn't fall on the floor because I wanted to hold it with me, so that you'd come back to me. To bring with that tear, I would bring you back to me. That you'd never leave me again. That's the pashtas. That's not words. That's not words. That's 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 the pashtas. It's clear. That's not a lie. It's honest. It's honest. And and that's what he says. That doesn't come as scholars It doesn't come from fancy ideas. We see 
But in order to reach the deepest part of the heart, that's, that part of the heart that's simple, not the surface, but the cleanliness of the heart, you have to talk the language of the heart. The language of the heart is pshitas. Simple and consistent. That's the language of the heart. And the heart does not the heart doesn't speak other languages. The brain speaks a lot is fluent in many languages. But the heart doesn't understand. Just drops of dew of water, consistent, pashtas. The heart understands. That's the language of the heart. If you try to if you're if you're Yiddishkeit, if you're Yiddishkeit, if you're Amuna, if your Rabbanishalam is the product of Haskalas, of ideas, of education and ideas, of speeches and lectures, and so on. And that's your Rabbanishlam. Which is again, it's always good to learn. Always, our whole lives, we, we love learning. I'm not saying not to go to a Shia, not to hear a lecture, not that. It's always, always learning. But if your Rabbanishlam, if the Rabbanishlam that's in your heart got in there with education and got in there by means of lectures and, you know, Yimei Iyun and all that stuff. That Rabbi never got all the way in. He just got on the outside of the heart. Because Haskalas can't go all the way into the heart. They just don't. Haskalas don't go all the way into the heart. Pashtas goes all the way into the heart. Not Haskalas. Seichel can control the heart, but it can't penetrate the heart. The Seichel could tell you to be a good boy and a good girl, even though you feel like doing something bad. A Seichel could control it. But it can't convince it, you understand? Only pastors can convince the heart. The seichel can control the heart. So your seichel says, you know, I better not do this. Because this, this is bad for me. This can get me in trouble. In this world, the next world. You know, so you might feel like having that piece of cake. But your seichel will say to you, don't have this because it's bad for you. And the seichel is strong. So you have a strong seichel. So you could, you could not eat that. But you haven't transformed the heart. You haven't you haven't penetrated the heart. You just you just like the guy you know with the, like in the circus with the with the with the lion you know with this with the whip and you keep the tiger or the lion you know but you haven't you haven't made the the, the lion into a human being. It's still it's still a lion and and there there are stories every now and then about a lion that all of a sudden said what am I Michigan sitting listening to this guy and he eats up the guy. It happened. It happened. It happened two years ago. There's a, I, I read about this. A, this guy was a trainer and he was doing it for years. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it was a tiger or a lion, but all of a sudden the Chayi said, What a minute. I had enough of this guy. So, because he throws me a, a, a piece of kugel or something, and for that I have to be not a lion. I'm a lion. That's who I am. I was always my Zayd and my Elta Zayd. Look, I come from a long line of lions all the way back to Hasinai. I'm going to listen to this guy. The guy stands here and he snaps his fingers and he says something and he throws me a piece of food. I'm going to. And he said, Forget it, I've had it. He bit the guy's head off. And that was the end. And everybody said, And then they shoot the animal, of course, and it's finished. And Modi, he did wrong. It was the best thing he ever did in his life. No? It was the best thing the lion ever did in his life. And he said, I'm a lion. He was, he was amistic for the first time in his life. Because ever since they took him on the boat from wherever he came from, he was living a life that's a lie. He was, he was living like some stu- stupid robot. And they're bossing him around. They're making him stand on the thing. And they, they, they make, the amistic makes me sick. I went, I went with the children. This past Cholomite, they had, they had the, the circus. There was a circus. I went with the children, my wife and the children, the little ones. But the endless, I can't look at it. It makes me so sick. I can't, I can't look at the zoo. I can't look at the circus. It makes me sick. So for the first time, in, in, for the first time in its life, the lion said, "Must speak. I'm a, I'm a lion." Yeah, even though, even though you know, it, it, it's terrible when that happens because a human being was killed. But you have to have their hearts for a lion like that, and they have their hearts. That's why they shoot them, because they don't want a lion to be a lion. They want the lion to be what they made the lion into. Just the same thing like it's with every institution. It's the same thing with all institutions. They don't want, they don't want the kids to be kids. They want the kids to be what they want the kids to be. They don't want the kids to be children. Institutions want the children to be little adults, right? They want institutions never ever are focused. If you're lucky, you get a good rabbi, a good moral. It's a big, it's a big thing. But the institution doesn't care about 
the institution's Indian is that you shouldn't be a lion. That you should perform. That you should be tamed. That's the tachlis. And if you're raised in a home like that, it's very, very sad. But that's the mitzvah of the world. So for the first time, the lion said, it's enough, it's enough, I'm a lion. And all of a sudden, he gives a shrine and he says, I'm not listening to these things from outside of me. I'm a lion. That's the, the, so that's only martial, of course, but the pnimius halei is a pashtus. Pashtus. That's all. That's the language of the heart. The seichel. Seichel can control you, but, but, the, but can control the heart, but it doesn't penetrate to the heart. So the animal can be trained, but to be transformed. An animal can't, because it can't, you can't get to the heart of an animal. What's that, what, what, what is that? They don't, they don't have such a kind of an animal. So you can't get to it. They, they train, they tame, and they try to do the same thing with us, with human beings, that we should behave and so on. But then all of a sudden, like when the when the uh, when the chavis, the guy's not there, your train is not there. So unless the brainish is in the pnimis pnimis should believe, you're gonna you're gonna you'll misbehave. Something will go wrong. Val nekuda pshuta, he says. Val nekuda pshuta kimat v'leichayze. Seichel intellect sophistication hardly touches, can hardly even reach. That place, and then the kudap shuta kemat v'leichayzer. The simplest things in life, we don't review, we don't chazer, we don't go over and over and over again. We don't go over that. Of course, I believe in God. I believe in God my whole life. I'm, I, I come from a religious home. I believe in God. So why do I have to chazer over? Why do I have to review and repeat? You know, this, to, to go on this program of the Ramchals, to have time of the week where I talk with Pashtis. Pashtis, Yesh Bagaram, is a creator of the world. Shivisa Shamanagdi Yisomer, Rebbein Shalom. Ebed Hashem Anachi. I am here to, to, to be your servant in this world. We don't have to, we don't have to say those things. We don't have to say those things. So if the rabbi gets up in front of the Arlam on Kal Nidre and he says such a thing, so for, the, but that, for that I'm paying this guy. They should get up and say, "There's a bari oilam for that we pay." And, and you wouldn't be, you wouldn't impress yourself, and you're not impressed with the rabbi that says there's a bari oilam. I know that, but he's telling you something new. And I told you a few months ago when the kedushas levi, when the when the, the father-in-law of the kedushas of the bedichev, he was very very angry. The bedichev went and became, went off to mizrach magen and became the the bedichev. Because he was going to be like the big upcoming God Hador, you know, in learning, which he anyway turned out. But but he he he, he came back from message, you know, with with, with the fire of the Balshamtiv, and the father was very angry. He was a very wealthy man, and he didn't want uh, some crazy chassid, you know. And and he left the family. The Bedisha was in message for a long time, and he came back. And his father-in-law was so angry at him. And he said, What did you learn all of these months that you were in Mezrich? What did you learn? So the Bidditcher said, I learned that there's a Rabbi Yishlam. So the father couldn't believe that. He said, Really? He calls over, the, there was a girl, a poor Jew, an orphan that worked in the house. And he said, Whatever, Sarula. Called her from the other room, come over here. Sarula. Is there a God? So Sarula says, of course there's a God. He says, thank you. Says, God, it's okay, you can go. So he says, to, he says no. For that, you, you left your family. You went to message to be by the Mizzich Maggot that you should find out that there's a God. So the Bidditcher said, she says there's a God, but I know there's a God. That's the difference. All of our lives, we've been saying there's a God. But to know that there's a God, that was Mezrich he found that out. And he knew all the time before he went to Mezrich. You know that. He knew all the, he knew all the fancy stuff before he went to Mezrich. And when the Alter Rebbe, when his when his mechutan, the, the Bedicher and the Balatani were mechutanim, when the Balatani had to, the Balatani was already known as a young man as being the biggest genius in the whole world. The Balatani was ashamed of in the whole world. They were shaking for him. And the Balatani, when, when the Balatani was becoming restless, he was becoming restless, and and. He, he, he already went, he already knew all of Shas, all Shukhnach, everything, the Zoy, he knew everything. He knew it inside out. 
And he was still a young man. And he, and he couldn't make up his mind. Should I go to Vilna to receive from the Vilna Gaim? Or should I go to Mezrich to receive from Mezrich Anagi? It's a tough decision. He was at a crossroads in his life. So the, the way that he decided that we received from his Mishpacha was that he said to learn cannabis alone. He says, to learn I know how to learn a little bit. To Daven I don't know. God I don't know. And he went to message. He said, God I don't know. God I don't know. How could, he, he knew Kala Tarakul. And don't think that he wasn't a big tzaddik before he went to me. He was a, a fiery Jew. But God, he's talking about this. Pnimi shiva, pnimi shiva, pnimi. He says, that I don't know. Him I never met. I'll go to message. She so says, but we don't like to chazer these things. We don't like to review these things. So if someone says, do you believe in God? Of course I believe in God. So we're saying we believe in God, but we're not, we don't really know. That's how he began this whole... Paragraph was very saying, it's a suffer God. It's a big suffer God. The Bahamas and Canemius. Really, really, we believe in Him. Really, we believe in Him. How can we have a thing where a person, God forbid, goes through some sorrows? I've seen this. We should never know from sorrows. But I've seen, and you've seen, persons gone through sorrows, and they have all kinds of strikes, and, and how could God do this? What, what do you mean? Why does that throw you? I'm asking a silly question. I, mean, I understand people suffer, and they have, they have doubts. I mean, I. I I deal with these things all the time and so do you with friends and yourselves and myself all of us so you know someone God forbid loses a child so someone was saying to me how could I go on you know believing in God so I said oh, you know I don't, I don't mean to be in any way to be insensitive and I, and I, and I, I never felt the pain that you feel but you know that there, that there were six million Jews that died and you were able to say Maidani the next morning after six million died. You can't say my daddy after your child died. Those six million people that died also had parents. Alright, many of them are not alive, but there were a couple million children, right? But, but that you could live with theologically, that six million innocent people were, were not just died. That you could live with, and there's still a God. And that you could put on film, and that you can keep Shabbos. But, you, but, but your child Nabuch died. Hashem Yerachim, your child is not alive, and now the Baruch Shalom is Yisrael. if he exists, how did his existence become less clear? The terrace is that your child occupied the inner point of your heart, and God lives on the outside of your heart. And until now, they weren't competing, because now it was Shaifel would be a good Jew, Shaifel would put on Yital's cotton, but now there's no Shaifel Hashem Yerachim, and God is only. The Talas Katan part of your life is only in the Maidani, is the Negevas is on the outside of the heart. The kid was on the inside of the heart. We understand. No one has a time. No one should know from him. But, but the inside of the heart wins. And then all of a sudden, the outside of the heart comes into question. How could God do this? Why? God is not just pogroms, inquisitions. You're able to live with all of that. You, 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 you study Jewish history. There's a lot of bad stuff in Jewish history. All of that you were able to somehow work out philosophically. It's not that, it's not, this has nothing with philosophy. You're not a philosopher. And the Kuda Apshuta Shabalev was ripped out of you, which is your child. And God is on the outside of your heart. And He goes down with your kid. Hashem He goes down with your kid. If the moon is not, if God doesn't live deep inside, if God doesn't live deep inside, I, I've often thought about this and I've shared this with you in the past that if our generation have gone through the Holocaust you know because it was so weak and if we would have gone through the Holocaust I'm not even talking about the physical deprivation like just managing without air conditioning I'm, I'm not talking about that because that would be already you know uh, what, what am I, I I'm not, how, could, how could I go on like this it's already 15 minutes the air conditioning is broken you know forget about that I'm not even talking about that I'm talking about Ruchnis I grew up with Jews who are, who are strong as, as iron in their amuna. Iron in their amuna. And everything in their lives is taken from them. Not everybody's like that. But you've met people like that. They're iron. Amish iron. Their amuna, their Yiddishkeit, 
it wasn't the Yiddishkeit that was on the outside. The Yiddishkeit, how it got there, it happened without those books, <laughs> without the parenting books. It's amazing, without the parenting weekends and seminars, right? How it got there, by our 80s, by our babies, by our, my, by our parents and grandparents, how did the Barisham get there? How did he get there? That they were able to to, to have such to, 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 to have such a moment after what they saw. How did they get there? How did the Barisham get there? Was it sophisticated? No. The women didn't even have schools. Well, the last few years, if you were in Poland, maybe the Hungarian women and the Hasidic women that weren't in, in, uh, in the Beis Yaakov, there was a very there were very few women in Beis Yaakov in the whole Europe. How many do you think there were? Basarishna, you think there were a couple of hundred? Basarishna was a small operation. Beis Yaakov, there weren't, there weren't many. The vast, I'm not talking about the Svadish, let's say where the Holocaust was. They didn't have any schools. And, and what about the Svadish women? The Swadish women that could sit and say tell him for ten hours. And the Swadish women that every word that comes out from their mouth is Emona. How did the guy get into there? It's interesting. They didn't take one course on Tvila. They never took Biore Tvila. They never they never went to Jewish school. How did the Barisham get into their hearts? Not on the surface. The Barisham infiltrated to the very depths of their of their being. How did the Barisham get in there? That's what we're talking about. The answer is Pashas. Not sophistication. We're not missing new curriculums in the yeshivas. We're missing old curriculums. <laughs> we're missing no curriculums. <laughs> we're not missing any curriculums. Right now, as we, well not as we speak, as they already finished for the day, but there's like the Board of Jewish Education. I, I, I don't mean anything against any institution. I just use it as a motion, you know, but They're sitting like thinking about new new curriculums it's good because there are always good ways to improve teaching I'm not, I, I understand that but the old way the old way the pastors and tamimas the pastors and tamimas there are teachers like that that are being fired and not going to be asked back for next year the, the, the pastors and the tamimas if they weren't sophisticated enough if they weren't sophisticated I remember my, my son was in Cheder there was a Rebbe there he's still there he made the biggest relation on my son. He he was raised on a farm about children. Mom's a farmer, and he still talks like a farmer. <laughs> and and when I went to meet him, I I was totally blown away by him. You know why? Because he made absolutely no effort to sound intelligent. <laughs> he just said it the way it was, what he felt. The same way that the farmer went outside to the field and said something about the weather or about his cow, that's exactly how he spoke. And, and, and I felt deeply in love with him. The first minute that I heard him talking, I fell in love with him. And, I, and, and that's why I understood that the children were clinging to him, because it is Pashtas. And he was able to discipline them. He disciplined them. But it was Pashtas and Tamimas. And they remembered, they remember everything he taught them. But they don't remember the lecture they heard yesterday. Yeah, the fancy lecture they don't remember from yesterday. But the Pashtas of that Rebbe, till 120 they can remember. Because he said it like, it was like those drops of water. It was honest, it was coming from his heart, and it went in a simple way into their hearts. And the children got it. They got it. And they wanted to make him happy, they wanted to make him proud. And thank God that Cheder understands that a baby like that is a, is a treasure. Because the because the people, the Manal understands and appreciates that. It's not like that everywhere. In another place, they would never get the job. Or if he had the job, they'd say, they'd call him in and say, uh, I'm really sorry, uh, Rabbi so-and-so, whatever. You know, uh, we have certain expectations and you fell short to proc in, you know, in Chumash. And we don't like your homework sheets. You'll have to go. You know. Back to the farm. That's what had happened maybe in another yeshiva. But it happens in this cheder. He was very much appreciated because because the manal understands that you don't find this in a million people. A guy like this, and you don't don't let him go because that's the, someone that could talk that way. As if I told this, there's a good friend of mine who's a chashavid, very chashavid, and he had his son was in that same class. And uh, and he said that he went there for parents teacher, and he spoke to the rabbi. And he said, 
that like anywhere he's ever spoke, like he said that he said that he was having a real hard time with his son. The father said, "You're very hard time with his son. He's very angry and rebellious." So he went to the Rebbe and he said to the Rebbe, "You know, I, I'm struggling very much with my uh, Maishi Yanki, whatever. I'm struggling very much." So the the Rebbe, slash farmer, said <laughs> said to him, "I find I find that if you talk to him, you know, he's got what to say <laughs> about the kid. I find that if you talk, he said." Maybe you ought to try talking to him a little bit. You know, maybe take him somewhere and have a talk with him. I, I, I think he's got a lot of stuff for this. So he, he said, he said, like I never thought about that. <laughs> I, never, I never thought about that. I thought of like every different method, except. And the rabbi just says, I think you know. I, I so the rabbi said, I, sometimes I go, you know, I take walks with him. I take walks with your son, and he likes to he likes things to, to look in the park, and we talk about things that he sees. He likes to look at the cats and the dogs and things and. I think you know he's, he's a good boy. So I never thought of that because we're all we're all graduates of the big institutions, right? <laughs> but you need a farmer to tell you, Pashtus and Tamimus. That's how it got into our grandparents' hearts. That's how it gets in. It got in then, and it gets in now. It doesn't get in any other way. It gets in only in this way of Pashtus, and Pashtus means reviewing and reviewing the simple nakudas that are true in life over and over again the grandmother buttoning that button and giving that piece of uh, 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 of kakash or strudel or whatever it might be that your, your favorite thing when you come that your grandmother has for you it's that pastas that comes consistently and it's real and it's tremendous that's what he's saying and if you don't cause this if you assume that you that you already know that there's God and you and this assumption by you is something which is a double portion of course I know there's God of course I believe in God you will grow up and find that you're missing God in the essence of you, the premise of your heart, and that's why God will always lose, will often lose when He competes with other stuff. And you'll say crazy things like, "Well, maybe that halacha used to be," or "I'm not ready for you." What all the stuff that people say to explain why they don't keep that halacha, that mitzvah, whatever? Because never, because God never made it to the premise, into the premise of the heart. God never made it into that place. That you have to know that, in, that you could take an entire hour, two hours, even three hours, and use the entire three hours to review three simple words over and over again. But to say them with thinking deeply and with emotion. What are the words? Or in English, whatever you like, there's a Father in Heaven. There's a God in Heaven. There's a Bunishlam inside of me. Three hours, he says. The same words. Because we're wondering, what am I going to fill that time with? <laughs> That's because we're so out of it. We think we're so smart. That's his. Yesh Alright. That's a good note to end on. And we'll, we'll continue Bez Hashem. Continue Bez Hashem next, next week. Is what in English? Is no, no. The following in two weeks, Mr. Shon. That will be the two weeks will be the last year before the summer.